Hey everyone, Tommy here, and this is Fighting Words. My friends got tired of hearing me talk about fights, so I did what everyone does. I started a podcast. So, I'm just going to jump into the two biggest stories of the week. John Jones took a plea deal from the DWI case I mentioned last week. He was sentenced to 96 hours of house arrest, which is four days. Like, it's already over. <laughs> 48 hours of community service. A 90-day outpatient treatment program. And has to have a breathalyzer installed in his car. Honestly, I think he's lucky that he did all this during a pandemic. Which is fucked up to say because the courts are closed for the most part. So they're happy to settle issues because of people's right to a speedy trial not really being possible. Now... I'm afraid all of this is going to be a downward spiral for John. The only way he'll get his shit together is hitting rock bottom. And I thought he did that when he hit that pregnant lady, ran, came back to get his money and drugs, and then ran again. But I guess there's somehow a way for him to go lower than that. And this is how he is when he's, what, 32? A UFC champion and... Relatively famous for an athlete? Imagine what happens in 10 years when he isn't fighting and isn't relevant to the sport anymore. That's where I genuinely feel bad for him and am kind of concerned. Like, I'm not a John Jones fan because of all of his bullshit outside of the cage, but that doesn't mean I don't want him to be able to turn it around. And really the only other story for the week, Dana White has announced some huge changes to... The UFC landscape for UFC 249 and going forward. Let's go ahead and start with UFC 249 because some of the card has changed. And we're just going to go through the entire card's listings as it is right now. With Khabib out, the new main event is Tony Ferguson versus Justin Gaethje for the Interim Lightweight Championship. Co-main event, Jessica Andrade versus Rose Namajunas 2. So, the same co-main event we had before. Now we have Greg Hardy versus Jorgen DeCastro. Vicente Luke versus Nico Price. That's a fun fight. Jeremy Stevens versus Calvin Cater. Francis Ngannou versus Jarenzo Rosenstruik. And if you all remember, that fight was supposed to be a five-round main event at UFC Columbus. Or... Somewhere in Ohio. But the fight was cancelled because of Corona. Uriah Hall versus Jacare Souza. Alex Hernandez versus Omar Marias. Marlon Vera versus Ray Borg. Now that's a really fun fight. Michael Johnson versus Karma Worthy. Sajara Eubanks versus Sarah Marias. And Ryan Spawn versus Sam Alvey. So, that's the entire card of UFC 249, and I think they did a pretty good job of mixing some stuff that got cancelled, some new matchups, and somehow keeping Tony Ferguson fighting on the card. And I'm pretty torn on that one because I absolutely love this matchup, and I agree that UFC 249 should move forward in any way possible. We kind of need that distraction from everything as long as it's safe to happen. And with the UFC, I'm sure it will be safe. 
This fight will be a brawl. A downright dirty fight in a bloodbath. Everything about it screams fight of the year candidate. But that being said, all of those reasons as to why it's a phenomenal fight is exactly why this fight puts the entire Khabib versus Tony fight in jeopardy. Because what if Tony loses? Then the Khabib-Tony fight's never happening. Even if he wins, he's gonna be beat up. Like, Justin Gaethje doesn't have anything other than a war. So, Tony's gonna be hurt. And who knows how long he'll be out if he wins the fight. And it's a hard fight. So, what's gonna happen when Khabib's ready to go? I don't know. And... No matter what, I feel like Khabib versus Tony is the fight we need. Although, no matter what, that fight is cursed. And the next big thing that Dana White did was... He's securing a damn private island to be able to keep UFC events going. Yeah, a private island. Who does that? Like, that is the biggest... Like, big dick energy move I have ever heard of with MMA. He's like, hey, we can't have events really anywhere, so I'm going to just buy a fucking island to do it. Like, what is this, the Mortal Kombat tournament and Earthrealm's at stake? I like it. (laughs) I really do. But he also said that they were going to be safe about it, that they were going to test the fighters and everybody for the virus and that he's going to start getting international fighters kind of into the U S to get to that Island. And I'm sure some matchups will have to change, but as long as we can keep the UFC rolling and in a safe manner, I'm about it. I am absolutely all about it. And now, I have a breakdown of WrestleMania 36 with Jamie. I hope you all enjoy it, and I'll be back for the outro. It was a lot of fun recording with Jamie. We talked for a while, but screw it. You guys will go ahead and hear that now. Enjoy the interview. Well, breakdown, I should say. But, yeah. I'm here with my boy Jamie as always, to talk about wrestling stuff. Which happens to be the only event that's happened in like a month. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Crazy. So, the biggest thing about that is, for one, do you think WWE made the right call not canceling WrestleMania? Uh, No, they should have canceled WrestleMania. Um, The reason being is that let's for instance let's say that this is all cleared up by july august yeah. they could have just taken all the wrestlemania cards and stuff the the actual card and stuff and just mushed it in with summerslam to make summerslam a mania i guess gotcha um but that's just that's just me and a, a lot of other people say the same thing it really felt weird and a lot of title changes felt hollow just okay. because people weren't there to cheer. Like, 
it, it, it was strange just because you're used to seeing people, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, understandable, uh, understandable, understandably, uh, there is a match that did make sense that since nobody was there, well, two, three matches that made sense because nobody was there. There was a lot of production involved with it, so it made a lot of sense if people okay. were there. Um, see, I'm kind of on the other standpoint, at least for a MMA perspective. I'm like, if it's safe to have these people in this arena, not not audience, by the way, like fighters and all that, let's just have the event. Like, we need a little bit of normalcy in our lives right now with everything going on. I mean, yeah, technically the only sport that's going on is wrestling. Exactly. Which... <laughs> Isn't is, that weird? <laughs> yeah, like, I even text you. I don't know anything about wrestling. I was like, bro, I need some sort of combat to the point that I'm, like, half tempted to watch this damn card live. I mean, hey, uh, there's a... Um, there's, there's, a couple of, there's a couple of places where you can get, like, a lot of wrestling. You could have actually, like, you could have went to the DWA page and watched wrestling. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, they, they have a lot of... Um, I need to go through and invite everybody on my friends list to like the... Uh, the fan page no no seriously like, i mean message me that and i'll put the link in the in the bio of this okay yeah i gotta yeah i'll, I'll find it it shouldn't take me long yeah um but to find the, it and everything i think that if everything was safe for everybody on a normalcy standpoint they made the right call now i can't talk about if it was like awkward where the crowd's not there cheering or booing or whatever yeah but however it did create some very funny like back and forth in the ring moments with uh wrestlers where they were uh uh-huh actually talking you know they were like jaw jacking each other and you could actually clearly hear what they're saying almost added like a little bit of personality to it yeah basically and (laughs) i think no matter what with all of this you can at least say that there'll probably never be another one like it. No, and that's why I always said that this was, it made sense for this to happen anyway, because it is a piece of history. Like, yeah, literally is, people are going to go and look back at at the WWE like 20 years from now, and they're going to be like, man, there was an empty arena WrestleMania? Whoa, what is going on with that? You know what I mean? So Exactly. And then... The next question I have before we just jump in to the event. Do you think that the two-night split that they did made for a better product or at least a little bit less of a burnout? Because I think they had a total of like 18 matches or something crazy like that. Yeah. Um, But, bro, I'm going to let you know this. They had 18 matches between they uh, both parts, right? However, both shows ended before 11. Why can't WrestleMania always end before 11? Like, this is like, it's just phenomenal. It's like, it's not phenomenal. It's just bonkers. It's like, bro, I looked at the clock at the end of the first match, uh, the, the last match on part one. And I'm like, holy shit, it's not even 11 o'clock yet. What the, <laughs> what's going on here? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm having a fit. I'm like, holy shit. For one, WrestleManias always run long. Like, yeah. last year's WrestleMania, it went to. 11, I think it was 11.45 or almost midnight Okay, on a Sunday Jesus, where people had to work the next day. I was like, bro, I can't do this. I'm like, 
as soon as the bell rang, I'm like, cool, I'm done. Close Bro, how do you think I feel with UFC main events getting over at like 1.30 in the morning? Oh, yeah, but you don't sleep, so there you go. <laughs> I mean, that's also true. But so do you think that in the future they should stick with this two-night split? No, because the, the only reason why they have a two-night split is because the first night, which was Saturday, is supposed to be NXT TakeOver. So yeah. if they can't have NXT TakeOver, they might as well overload WrestleMania, split it into two parts, and there you go. I mean, at the end of the day, this will definitely be a small microcosm of what's going on. Like the, For sure. The weekend of WrestleMania is where they have the most wrestling. Um, not just WWE, but all the little independent promotions and stuff. Yeah, I saw that there were a lot of like indie events canceled because of all of this. Oh yeah, that were in like Tampa. Yeah, and there's a lot of wrestlers who were a lot of indie wrestlers that dependent on this the paydays and everything. It's like you know you're gonna if you're wrestling down here, you're guaranteed to sell a lot of your merchandise. Like it's the biggest night of the year yeah. for the entire industry. Yeah, I mean, technically it starts on Thursday. Um, okay, so fuck it, the biggest week of the year. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of stuff, like not a not like indie stuff. There's some small indie shows that start doing stuff on Thursday, but then it's mm-hmm. like Friday, a lot of stuff happens. Saturday, a lot of stuff happens at the end of the night. That's NXT TakeOver. And then Sunday, it's straight up indie wrestling all the way up until the pre-show of um, WrestleMania and then WrestleMania. Gotcha. Monday is the Raw after WrestleMania, which is like the biggest Raw um, the biggest Raw um, of the year because a lot of stuff happens that carries into, because WrestleMania is what they would call a season finale uh, of the uh, Pretty much like a reset yeah, basically. And then you have your new storylines to start up, stuff like that. And it and a lot of people from NXT get called up um, and everything like that. So it's always, you know, cool. Gotcha. So let's just go ahead and jump into night one. Uh, I'm going to skip the, two pre, the pre-show match of each night, by the way, because there's really not much to those. Good, because from what I, I missed saw. the part one pre-show. <laughs> okay. I for completely forgot about it. I think I was doing something. I had the dogs outside or something. I don't know. So the first match of night one was the Kabuki Warriors versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross for the Women's Tag Team Championship, which for the record, I had no clue there was a Women's Tag Team Championship. Yes, that just started last year. Um, yeah, well, they've done a of a job promoting it then. I, it's the issue that I complain about a lot when it comes to WWE. They have all these wrestlers and they don't have tag teams. So you have people that'll sit on titles for months. Like they might defend them. They might not. Who knows? But when they defend them, you know, you they, you, they defend them and everything. Like if you speak uh-huh. out, like if you actually took the days that um they had the they like held the title and didn't wrestle you'd be like well what the fuck is the point of holding a title because technically obviously there are rules that can be bent 
However, like you're supposed to defend the title every 30 days. Yeah. Like in most, well, not most combat sports. I can't say anything like, about UFC. Defend or vacate, pretty much. Yeah, basically. In, in Tony Ferguson's words in the MMA world, defend or vacate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I honestly would love to see, like, if you couldn't, like, if they should build that into, like, a storyline. Like, if you couldn't defend your title, uh, let's say you, like, sprained your ankle or something, and you can't defend mm-hmm. your title in 30 days. Like, it's either you vacate it, or well, no, that doesn't make any sense, because that's more... So, yeah, defender vacate situation, but... Yeah, it would be it would be a lot... It would be really interesting if they could do something like that. But there would there'd be a lot of issues and you know inconsistencies and vacant would hold the title more often than what people would hold the title. But it would it yeah. would mean that the title would constantly switch hands. People would um have reason to actually be invested in said tag teams and everything. But then you also have the Brock Lesnar's who just defend whenever they want. Yeah, that's the which issue. is few and far between. Yeah. Which I can't wait for him to actually not be in the WWE. <laughs> you or, just can't wait for him to retire? Well, it's not that. I'd rather him not, like, if he's going to wrestle, he doesn't need to have a title. Mm-hmm. Because he should be a special attraction. He shouldn't like kind of title. It's like, you if you put a title on Brock Lesnar, you're basically saying this title is held for ransom until somebody yeah. can, quote-unquote, get to the level to go up against Brock Lesnar. So kind of like Undertaker situation. He doesn't fight for a title, but it's like special. Yes. Gotcha. Very special. So, okay, back to Kabuki Warriors versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Um, In retrospect, um, like after like sleeping on it for a little bit and trying to uh-huh. get over the sticker shock of like nobody in the <laughs> nobody in the arena, uh, it wasn't that yep. bad of a match. Um, it I just kind of think they should have started the uh, WrestleMania like a little bit better. Like they should have shuffled the uh, matches around a little bit. Gotcha. Just because. Um, all right, let's let's go over the entire card. So um, uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross uh, versus the Kabuki Warriors. That was the first match. Elias versus King Corbin. That's the um, well, jeez, that's. <laughs> The first, that's the second match. That's the second match. I, they don't have like the pre-show thing on. I'm looking at Wikipedia right now. I'm skipping pre-show. It's fine. Yeah, um, I have it all written down. Okay. Um, let's see. Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler. Yeah, that. Um, Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan. Yes. Um, uh, tag team triple threat mat ladder match, which is a weird situation that I've never heard of before. So that's going to be a funny thing to. But we'll talk about that. We'll one. talk about that one. Uh. uh Kevin Owens Seth versus Rollins Seth versus Rollins. Kevin Owens twice. Yes. Um, Goldberg versus Braun Strowman and Undertaker versus AJ Styles. Yeah, I would I would shuffle I would take the first match and shuffle it down. Uh, I'd swap the first and uh, fourth match. So put it like in the middle. Yeah. So you start hot with um, Sammy versus Daniel Bryan, and then you go gotcha, and you cool people off, and then you. It's it's more of a science thing when it comes to, like I understand there's no there isn't a crowd or anything, but at least you can start yeah. the event hot, 
used. Well, they also even had the advantage of it being pre-recorded and no crowd. Yeah. They could have put the matches wherever the hell they wanted. Yes, they could have, and they didn't, which doesn't make any sense. Or did they? I mean, well, I, I don't know, I guess. Like, they might have done it that way intentionally, or they might have just said, okay, here's the breakdown. This one's first. Let's go. Yeah. Who knows? All right. So, um, back to back to the actual card. Back to the match. Um, yeah, it wasn't too bad. I mean, um, you got to, like I was saying earlier, you had a chance to hear a lot of the uh, wrestlers talking back and forth to each other where you don't normally hear, get a chance to hear it because of the... Uh, um, like they mic the rings and everything, but uh, uh-huh. with no crowds or anything, they don't have to yell really loud. Yeah. So, um, you know, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross beat the uh, the Kabuki Warriors, which is okay. It's whatever. I mean, they're wasting Asuka and Kairi Sane, two really good Joshi wrestlers. Um, but whatever. I'm not gonna go and complain about that. I mean, shit. That's just that's like. Uh, pissing up a tree, like you can't, you can't do it. Like you, can't. it sounds like it's just the norm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, so the next match is Elias versus King Corbin. Um, they, huh, did you hear about the setup for this match? I did not. Go ahead and tell me. So, about it. um, Elias was, um, it was on SmackDown. I didn't watch SmackDown, but I saw the highlights and everything. Um, mm-hmm. so Elias was, uh. He was playing because he plays guitar and everything, and he was making up a song okay. about, I guess, King Corbin. And Corbin jumps him, beats him down and everything, and they're in, like, this crow's nest type area, and he throws him over the yep. crow's nest. <laughs> so Elias <laughs> lands on the outside. Completely hilarious and everything. I mean, it's not – he didn't get hurt, but obviously, kayfabe, he was hurt. So they, – They sold an injury. Yeah, they sold an injury, basically. It <laughs> – so like it the this whole match I'm happy that Elias won because I think he's one of the wrestlers that's that's over however he just doesn't get a lot of screen time because he he doesn't look plain like he's okay. tall giant beard long hair and he comes out playing guitar which is really cool and everything but I mean this isn't the 80s and you can't get over like that, you know. Uh huh. I mean, you can't get over like that in an empty crowd. Yeah, that too. Because WWE stands for Walk with Elias. All right, that's super clever. I got to give him. Yeah, that. like it, that's super. And clever. whenever he comes out, heel or face, when he he comes out and everything, and he says. You know, uh, he goes into his spiel and says, and WWE stands for, and everybody in the crowd goes wild, says, walk with Elias. It's so good. Like, he's, <laughs> he's really over, but I don't, I don't know. It's just, there's way too many, there's way too many people at the top, and all these mid-card and lower mid-card guys don't get a chance to shine. Gotcha. So, um... Uh, third match, Becky versus Shayna. Um, yep, it was fun. Uh, I think what they're doing is they're gonna have this match again, but at SummerSlam, and so where it could be live. Yeah, hopefully, 
<laughs> Hopefully, uh, there will be people, right? I'm going to say it. It's going to be live. There's probably going to be people in August. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. So, but that's neither here nor there. No, no, no yeah. virus talk. Everybody. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I'm here to talk about fight bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a scientist. I may be a doctor, but I'm here to talk about wrestling. So, uh, it, it, it could have been better. Like I said, it was okay. Um, it could have been better. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, a lot of people kind of expected Shayna to beat Becky, but uh, I think it's it's for the best to have Shayna reevaluate and then try again in at during SummerSlam, build it back up. Now, now as someone again outside looking in, you think that it would be better to have that like you just like we just said at a live crowd where maybe the four horsewomen of MMA help her out like Ronda and her squad come in cuz that's been a situation in the UFC for a long time back to the ultimate fighter Shayna Baszler uh I can't remember the other two's names but uh, Maria they were like super yeah, and there was one more I can't, I can't remember, remember her remember name the either. Other girl. I just remember but, that, that one just because it's a unique name and it's kind of hard uh-huh. to forget. They were they're like best friends with Rhonda and even in like the Ultimate Fighter. Just like they were super good friends to the point where I believe Shayna for the women's side was Rhonda's first pick just because they were friends. Right. Now, do you think they like kind of cash on that and like use that as like, oh hey, we get this live event, we have Ronda come in, help her friend yes. win. That's probably what's to, gonna happen where they to set up. beat the girl that beat Ronda. Well I guess they could set something up for Survivor series. I mean they it have to do a lot mm-hmm. of it have to do a lot of setting up. I mean, Survivor Series is in November. There's a there's a lot of time to set yeah, that up. I mean, yeah, that's true. Like a lot of but time. I mean, the WWE Force Four Horsewoman can decently wrestle. However, uh-huh. there's only two of the four MMA Horsewomen that can wrestle well. You know, you can't. It, it would just have to be a lot of logistical things. They'd have to be ready to be in the ring and what have you to be able to do all the bumps and what have you. Let me tell you something. Even in MMA, those two are pretty much just cronies. I mean, yeah. I could I so, could easily tell you that. In the MMA, even Shayna was pretty much a crony. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, Ronda, it was all about Ronda anyway. And then the I inevitable mean, yeah. Shayna versus Ronda? Oof. And oh, please, man. I don't... I, I want to see... I'd watch that. I'll, all right, so there's this thing in wrestling called blood sport. Um, blood sport is okay. basically it's a no rope uh, shoot wrestling MMA type type uh, fight. So basically, okay. what they do is like like once you're done with all this and everything, go and look it up. Um, they take they take Will the do. ropes down the po- the posts and everything. They're still there, but you have like you know actual like. MMA stuff. I mean, I think the ring has some give to it still. I don't think it's actual um, 
um, it's not a full blown canvas type. Yeah. Um, but there's people that are doing moon salts off of it. It's really interesting, and I've always wanted to go to like a live one, just because it's just mm-hmm. because there's no bar there's no barricades. Like it's the oh wow, it's the crowd, like six feet of space in the ring. <laughs> Jesus. It's like it's nuts. So like that's that's definitely like if they have something like that. Oh man, like it that would so when Ken Shamrock wrestled, he had what's called uh the Lions Den match, which would basically be uh-huh. that except it's it wouldn't have I think he had a cage with his I don't know, it's been a long time. Don't quote me on it. If if I It's Ken Shamrock. Anything with Ken Shamrock has been a long well, time. Yeah, ago. that's true. So but, but yeah. So yeah, Becky won against mm-hmm. Shayna. And we're both kind of hoping it sets up for like a Ronda return type Ronda of thing. return with uh, Four Horsemen versus Four Horsewomen, eventually leading up to Shayna versus Ronda. I'd be cool with that. Yeah, which... Like, that is probably a build-up that, because it's well-known, I'm a huge Ronda Rousey yes. fan. No matter what she does, I am a massive Ronda fan. I talked about this... Last week's podcast, when I talked about the goats of every division, I talked about it the beginning of the year when I was like fighter of the decade and all that. I talked about it when Amanda Nunes knocked her the hell out. I talk about it every chance I get. I'm a massive Ronda fan. (laughs) So anytime I get to see her do something, I'm going to watch. Yeah, makes sense. And there's a lot of people like that. Because she broke so many barriers for so many people. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> true. 100%. Now, now for me to hop off of Ronda. <laughs> have my babies, oh, Ronda. Geez. Don't kill me, Travis Brown. He will. You know it. <laughs> he would. He would kill me. <laughs> Bro, that means I get a chance to step in. I'm going to hit him with a chair, and then he, he's going to look at me like I've, I've gone crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's right. A six-foot-four Samoan. Yeah, fuck well, that. See, hey, I... I might not be fast, but I can just serpentine. I'll probably break his ankles because he can't catch up <laughs> with me. Oh, man. However, um, they have guns, so they'd probably shoot me before <laughs> anything would happen. So, the next match, because I could make jokes yes. about this all day, is Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan for the Intercontinental Championship. I would have liked to have them had more time, honestly. Um, uh-huh. They said on here they had nine minutes and twenty seconds. Um, three, okay. three and a half of those minutes were Sammy being a chicken shit heel and not being inside the ring and everything, which is fine. But I would have liked to given them at least fifteen minutes. That way he could. Now is that like, is that like part of his gimmick to try to yeah, do that? I mean, he or? has his cronies, which is Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. And Daniel Bryan has his protege Drew Gulak, which in, okay. in listen in all reality, if it was if they if Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak had like one other person that was a big name, they could have a six man tag that should they should give them at least twenty five minutes because you'd see some extra bonkage. Uh, fucking hell, you'd see some. Like they're that oh, good. Oh hell yeah, Cesaro the Swiss Superman and Shinsuke, Shinsuke Nakamura the King of Strong Style. Hell yeah. 
bro, you'd have these motherfuckers like at the end of the day, if they just said, Hey, we're setting up this match, you have twenty five minutes, keep it tight, go. And they would probably put together a match that would be match of the year candidate. Okay. So needless to say, in this match alone, Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan are super good. Yes. You just don't think they kind of had enough time to work. No, because Sammy has to still use his gimmick of being like a chicken shit heel and everything. Like he won the belt. Um, did he? I think he won the belt when Cesaro or Shinsuke helped him out or something. I can't remember. It's it's been a. Uh-huh. I, I didn't watch. Did I watch that match? I don't think I did. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been long. It's yeah. been a bit. But it gotcha. you know, I just wanted more time. And I think a lot of people wanted more time. You know? But I mean they had to So who ended up uh, winning? Sammy Sammy won. He gave uh Daniel Bryan was going to give uh Sammy a crossbody and uh Sammy called him with the Haluva kick. Um which is just a it's a it's you just you just have to look it up. Like it's it's hard to explain. It's a kick, but it's almost like a pump kick, but you don't pump with it. You just go and just boot him. You just Basically, put your foot yeah. up. But, uh, yeah, that, yeah. That is not a kick. For anyone in the world, that is not a that's kick. A... <laughs> that is putting your well, foot up. <laughs> see, that's why you have to look it up. You'll understand a hell of a lot more. You know? Uh, uh-huh. You... Uh, Jamie, I'm just I know, a joke, I know. Though. Just make it a I joke. know, I know. You like the shit on like wrestling sometimes, but uh, I understand. Eh, I mean, I take my yeah, jabs when true. I can. But yeah, you'd have to look up El Generico, which is his uh, indie name uh, on the indies. He had a mask on and everything. He was the El he Generico. Was a generic Wait, pause, pause, pause. <laughs> he was a luchador named El yeah, Generico. Yeah, he was a generic luchador. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Oh, I love it. Yeah, he uh his two big moves that he had was the Haluva kick and the uh uh brainbuster. Now, like you nice. Like I said, you're going to have to look that up because me describing it means nothing without you actually watching it. And you'll be like, "Holy shit, what's going on here?" <laughs> <laughs> now, um with this match, like you said, to two great or five mm-hmm. great talents. Do you think this is something that they're going to continue or is this kind of just like a let's throw it on WrestleMania and just split them well, apart? Um, I think what's going to happen. And by split them apart, I mean the two groups. No, I think the two groups are going to. Not each one. It's going to. This is what's going to happen. This is what's going to end up happening. Um, Daniel Bryan will probably tag in Drew Gulak to be um, you know, Dan Bryan's protege and everything. And then he'll help out uh-huh. Drew to go through and win a title and win like the uh IC belt from Sammy or something like that. Which will be pretty mm-hmm. cool. And then they'll probably end up feeding everybody a feud back and forth and what have you. Gotcha. So if they do it right, this is something that could it, ha- it has legs. Be basically. a like long term and just bounce yeah. around. Yeah, it just five. has legs. I like it. Gotcha. So the next match, uh, 
little bit of a weird thing from what I just saw. Okay. That it was a tag team ladder match, but it consisted of yes, three people. Because this is it it made no sense because it was like so you can only get one person from each tag team. And I understand why Miz wasn't there because Miz might be sick. Um but I think Okay. Uh I don't think that Big E could make it, or I don't think he wanted to make it. And Jay, I don't know what Jay Uso is doing. Um, yeah, it was really fun. Like there was, there was a lot of nutty stuff that happened with ladders. But like I said earlier, this suffered from not having a crowd. If there was a crowd, there would have been. Yeah. It, for for one, it'd be a lot of people would have been cheering or or losing their shit when the finish came around. Um, a lot of now. I saw a gif, mm-hmm. not to cut you off, but of one of them standing on the top and just fucking like doing like the weirdest like corkscrew spin. Oh I've yeah, ever that's seen. uh that's John Morrison. Uh, he was doing um a not even a it's just a corkscrew uh, press, um but he uh-huh. he basically did that on uh Jimmy Uso on a ladder, on a yeah, damn ladder. I, first first of all, personally. I didn't think he'd actually be able to corkscrew like that and be able to land something like that, you know? But, I mean, it's John Morrison. If you saw John Morrison's physique, you'd be like, holy shit, this guy's ripped to shit. He's chiseled from granite, you know? Uh, uh-huh. But, yeah, it um, like Kofi caught uh, Jimmy. So, uh, let me set this up. So, Jimmy was uh, he, he was on the barricades. He was tight roping the barricades okay. to uh, jump on Kofi. And Kofi took a ladder and just threw it at his legs. This is the most hilarious thing ever. I'm like, bro, <laughs> like, holy shit, what are you doing? You know? Yeah, it's and crazy. I like the one thing because if it was an actual true triple threat ladder match where it actually had all the tag teams there, you would have had you would have saw like a, uh-huh. a sandwich spot where one guy is sandwiched between like a ladder and something and get like thrown into somebody. But yeah, it yeah. like the finish came where all three. Uh, members were on a ladders, and there was a hold on. Okay. Sorry, that happens. That happens whenever I uh talk a lot. Um. Well, we got a lot more to go. Um. So there. Um. All right. So Kofi set up a ladder, uh, on the uh bottom rope onto the bottom rung of a ladder that was between two other ladders. So it was uh, mm-hmm. Kofi on the left, Jimmy on the right, and John Morrison was in the center. Everybody was wrestling. They got all the way up to the top. They were wrestling. They Everybody had their hand on the little coat hanger that holds the belts and everything. And then uh-huh. um, what happened was John Morrison like headbutted both of them Right, he grabbed the belts as he was falling, and he took the belts off the hanger and landed on the. Uh, he took a bump on the uh, on the ladder that was underneath of him, so uh-huh. he won the titles. And then it had like Kofi and Jimmy looking at each other and be like, "What the hell happened?" <laughs> it was it was so funny. They were like, <laughs> "Wait, how did he do this? We had the belts." <laughs> it it just it was the most hilarious thing. It's like, yeah, did you like, though? It was just nuts. Like, uh, I, I, I laughed. I laughed a lot at that. 
but it it reminds me of something that happened in uh in TNA during uh X Division match. It was um, okay. Uh, I forgot everybody who was there, but I know that one of the guys, yeah, he Doesn't grabbed right the X Division title, and um, he was about to like pull it off the thing, and one of the guys jumped. He springboarded. Uh, and like knocked it out of his hand, and then it like landed mm-hmm. into the arms of a guy who was uh sitting on the uh on the uh oh, no he was no he springboarded and grabbed it out of his hand and landed and like won the match. I, I need to I need to figure out that I'm gonna. It's the it's a like a really funny spot. It's like wait what? <laughs> it's like one of those things where the record scratches and you're like, oh okay well. Congratulations! Like you, you did it. Like it's surprising you did it, but you did it. You know. Yeah. For the record, everyone, uh, he's gonna figure this out like an hour after we're done recording, and then text it to me. He's like, "Son of a bitch, it's this." I'm gonna be like, "Well, yeah, we're well, already past there you it. go." But <laughs> it will be worth you watching. Yeah. So the next match, or I should say, two matches that I'm just going to bundle into one because it's the mm-hmm. same people is Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens that apparently turned into a notice. Yeah, so Seth match. Rollins beat Kevin Owens and by cheating and Kevin was like, no, 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 no. Uh-huh. Let's restart this. No DQ. Okay. So before sure. we get too deep into that, let me just say, I've said numerous times when it comes to wrestling, I don't know shit about shit, but I do my homework a little bit, people. Seth Rollins, I swear to God, looks like a cult leader. Like, straight out of, like, Far Cry 5. Yeah, that's what he's going for. He's the Monday Night Messiah. Okay, that is Mm -hmm. clever. But also, does the man have to look like he's trying to, like, lead a cult? I mean, he kind (laughs) of does have a cult. He has... (laughs) Oh, uh, Jesus Christ. He has two heavies, uh, which is... um, Akim and Razor, the authors of Pain. Um, and they had okay. Buddy Murphy, but they kicked out Buddy Murphy. And with Buddy Murphy getting kicked out, he also lost his last name, so now he's just called Buddy. Well, and that's not All right. you know, I'm just being facetious. Like they, they took his last name away, just like they do with most characters. Gotcha. Um, however, it was fun. Um Kevin Owens went uh, so there was a WrestleMania sign that was behind where the commentators are. He climbed up to uh-huh. the top and gave an elbow to Seth Rollins. Okay. So got like that. That sounds it was insane. Very much insane. But if you also heard Seth Rollins and his groans and stuff, he sounded like he was really, really hurt. It was very funny. Like legitimate or he sold um, the hell out of him? I don't know. Probably a little bit from column A, a little bit from column B. But yeah, he gotcha. Was like, uh, uh, and uh, me and my cousin were uh, <laughs> talking on the phone. It was like, man, if somebody just like if you had your door cracked and you were uh, listening to that match, somebody would think you're watching something you're not supposed to be watching. <laughs> okay, so oh, who ended Owens. up winning? Yeah, so they're one. Kevin one. Owens won. 
I mean, I would assume after he jumped mm-hmm. off a WrestleMania sign. You kind of don't yeah. lose after that moment. But was it a good yeah, match overall? Nice. I mean, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins worked well together, so it was just a, um, you know, it was, I guess it was, it was fine. You know, like, these are nice. All these matches would have been a little bit more hyped up if there was a crowd. It's it's really difficult to, like, give, a, like, a pure grade for it because everything's getting knocked off mm-hmm. because, well, if there was a crowd, we it would be like this or something like that. You know what I mean? Gotcha. All right. So the next match, Goldberg versus Braun Strowman for the Universal well, Championship. All right. We're going to... Didn't know yes. Goldberg was still a thing. All right, so here's um, here's here's what uh, you all only need to know about this. Um, there were four spears from Goldberg to uh, Braun Strowman, and then uh, okay, four power slams for, to Braun Strowman for Braun Strowman to get the win. That was okay. That's about it. There's nothing more that I need to talk about. That's uh, this like anything. Yes, and I also saw again did my homework <laughs> that this was supposed to be yes Roman it was Reigns supposed to be Roman Reigns. However, yeah. because of the Rona and him uh, the and yes. he had cancer, he wasn't. I mean, honestly, comfortable with it. Which I, I, I understand. Understand, like if you don't For sure. think that you can uh, make something like that. And especially after what he's Don't gone do. through, or his second bout, I'd be like, "Hell no, I'm staying my yeah. butt at home." Exactly. And if, from what mm-hmm. you and Cole have told me, they're kind of like making him the big star of yeah, the show. Essentially, to, um... it's not. It's not like him saying, "Hey, I'm not comfortable with this because of my health." Is really going to set him back. He's probably just going to come back in, get in that picture. And probably um, win. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I don't really care. I mean, Braun Strowman's just going to be a placeholder for the belt. I mean, the belt really... The championships yeah. really don't mean a lot at the end of the day. Um, But it's it's whatever. I mean, from what I know about WWE from you guys is, yeah, the championships don't really mean much. It's the yeah, stories it's, behind um, them. The championships are the points in um, whose line is it anyway. That's right. The championships don't matter. <laughs> Just like the leather that these championships are made out of. So, the next match, which I gotta say, I'm gonna preface this with I actually had to watch this because the internet yes. was talking so much about this. I woke up this morning, I was like, maybe I should just watch this. Undertaker versus AJ Styles in a Boneyard match. And Jamie, I'm going to start off with this one, and then you can get into the whole <laughs> analytic breakdown of it. As someone who doesn't know anything, this was like watching a fight scene in a movie. It it had me interested in it, and everything was done really well. It shows that, one, AJ Styles is a hell of an athlete for being able to do what, what they did together mm-hmm. with Undertaker's age. And everyone knows Undertaker has definitely had some issues with his body breaking down on him. 
and they were able to do stuff like them being on a roof, him like getting knocked into a damn yeah. grave. It it was all really cool from especially from a production standpoint. Like I don't know the story behind it, which I hope you'll go into before you start breaking stuff down. But it was it was super cool. And he didn't have the normal kind of like Undertaker persona that most people are used to. He had more of his like biker type of thing going on, which I know he had a stretch of a time that that's what yeah, he, he was. Yeah, the American badass. Yeah. So that was kind of cool to see stuff like that. And like I said, from outsider looking in, the production level of it, the really just how well they performed was really, really cool to me. And just how they were able to pull that off is super yeah. impressive. Now, Jamie, what the hell is the so, story behind all of this? Um, this goes back to um, the Saudi Arabia show a couple months ago. Um, it mm-hmm. was a Ah, jeez, what was it? Um, I think it was uh, uh, it was a rumble match, I do believe, and AJ was out there. Okay, or was it a a gauntlet match? I think it was a gauntlet match or something. It was something weird. Um, yeah, it was some so sort of AJ's a match. Beating every... Yeah, With apparently multiple people, people uh, left and right, um, and then all of a sudden Undertaker comes out. Pens AJ one two three and boots AJ out. So I was like, "Well, what? Why? You know, it doesn't make any sense." So um, fast forward, uh-huh. they they have a couple of back and forths. Um, AJ calls out the Undertaker, calls him by his legit shoot name, um, which you know obviously you don't do that in um, in uh, wrestling and everything. Uh, and then uh-huh. like Undertaker. That's like yeah, your exactly. mama breaking you out the middle the name. Whole government, you know. So <laughs> they end up. Uh, Undertaker ends up having a. What is it? He ends up cutting a promo on AJ, talking about how. Uh, damn it! I should have. I should have watched the promos between them. Honestly, I, I didn't. Uh, I just. I've kind of been tuned <laughs> out from a lot of wrestling until so there was just a lot of build up yeah, to it, it and a lot of things got personal I mean, um, shit uh, AJ called out the Undertaker's wife you know you don't do that you know oh damn so like in exactly That's just asking, you don't call out another man's wife you definitely don't call out another man's like no. uh, like blood family and everything call him by the government exactly. name and then talk about his wife um so a lot of people didn't know what a boneyard match is um, because it's not like if it was a graveyard match. Oh, OK. So we actually know, you know, there's going to be graveyards involved, yada, yada, yada. But if you didn't know. I was yeah, going to say there was one damn uh, tombstone. If you know, uh, a boneyard is technically uh, a name for uh, decommissioned airplanes. However, a lot of people were thinking, it was like, why would this take okay. place, you know, in 
in a airplane like hangar, not hangar, but an airplane graveyard and everything, basically. Um, and they were like, all right, so whatever, we'll just you know wait for it to come out. So it came out, and it was like, what the hell is going on here? AJ comes in, comes out of a hearse inside of a, uh, a casket. Yeah, yeah, that threw me off a little bit. I was like, "All right, they're bringing out Undertaker." And then you see, nope, uh, American Badass Undertaker just coming through on his uh, hog and everything. And then they just went at it, and like AJ like summoned the Druids to attack the Undertaker, and then uh, Luke Gallows and uh, Carl Anderson go and attack, and then obviously. We get up to the point where Undertaker's beat down to the point where he gets thrown into the grave. And then the fun part happens. AJ tries to bury the Undertaker. Undertaker uses Undertaker magic to get behind AJ, which hilarious. A lot of people don't. It is a meme. It's becoming it a meme now. The best meme. Thank you, AJ and Undertaker. Y'all are the best. <laughs> You've created a meme that will live on in infamy. Because it it basically will it symbolizes when something uh when you're thinking something good's happened and all of a sudden somebody like something comes and it's like hey it's like oh you know, like you're looking at uh you know it's like uh AJ's the caption for oh man I got an extra two hundred dollars here and then Undertaker's behind him is like first of the month rent due. It's right behind you. You know, it's like, oh, well, <laughs> I guess I don't have this money now. And so, like, yeah. he goes down, beats down uh, AJ and stuff like that. And, like, damn near kills Carl Anderson and uh, uh, Luke Gallows. Like, Luke Gallows got tossed off the roof. And um, Carl Anderson got pile driven. He got tombstoned on top of the roof. And then he goes and throws AJ off the roof through like pallets and stuff and I'm gonna let you know like falling on a pallet doesn't feel good uh, regardless of what of course not. thinks it is and I yeah. mean he fell off a damn roof yeah it ain't no amount of padding is gonna no it's not gonna no, feel good regardless all. he could have fell on pillows oh yeah you're definitely gonna he's still gonna feel it um, and then like they had like a little really cool uh, back and forth, like, and AJ's like pleading for his life, and uh, before Undertaker throws him into the uh, thing, uh, into the grave, uh, as uh, yeah, as uh, AJ's like, please don't bury me, Undertaker, and uh, Undertaker's like, you know what, man, you've you've uh, like, Did that part, yeah, got me. It's, it's like it made it's me laugh. It's funny, it's like, um. It's like, no, I'm not going to bury you. Why would I do exactly. that? It, um, nope. It's like something that happened in like the Sopranos or, Sopranos or something or in a gangster movie. Whereas this young up and coming kid <laughs> is trying to talk a whole bunch of shit. And then like they go and they go, go, out, go through and beat you down and everything. And then you just, you don't even, you don't do anything crazy. Well, you do crazy stuff. You just come through and you're like, all right, well, cool. I'm just going to go. I have your family outside waiting for you when you come home, and then I slit everybody's throat, and then I shoot you in your knees, and then I just drag you to the boat, and then I just throw you into the river and have you drown. That because that's extra yeah. hardcore stuff. Like Undertaker it, did some hardcore shit, you know. 
and then he goes and rides off into the uh but <laughs> I almost said sunset. There's no sun. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say it's dark. Yeah, he shit. rides off into the what night. What fucking sunset you know, with Metallica playing in the background? Which that was the tits, by the way. Like, I was like, bro, I was like, holy that was shit! Dope. Like, they got they licensed a Metallica song just for this match. Good on you, WWE. Right. So yes, overall, night one, that was night one. I enjoyed. Would you? Would you say it was I good, bad? One. Oh, you enjoyed it. However, when we go to night two, things so, get a little different. Yes. We're getting into night two right now. <laughs> uh, we're going to start with the first match, which was Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair for the yes. NXT and Women's like, Championship. See, night two, is, or part two, is it started out hot like part one should have started out. Like Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. That started out hot. There was a lot of there was a mm-hmm. lot of um, storytelling back and forth. Uh, Charlotte has a submission hold called the figure eight, which is a bridging figure four leg lock. Um, by the way, did you know that you can do a figure four in, in MMA? Yeah, not like that really? production wise, but like you can figure four somebody's legs. Like it's yeah. I mean, there's definitely leg locks, uh, but that's but... neither here nor there. We're 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 crossing. We're yeah. We're we're. I'll, I'll look at that streams later. Into other territories. Um, yeah, it was it was a fun match, you know. Like Rhea, like it sucks that Rhea lost uh, to Charlotte, who's technically on the main roster. However, okay, by Charlotte winning the NXT Women's Championship, you're giving somebody like. I'm not saying Rhea isn't good and she can't carry the like the title with with um with uh respect and stuff like that. I mean shit, she was the yeah, with class. She was like with class. First she was she was the first ever NXT UK women's title uh champion. I do believe so. Uh-huh. And it's like I I Okay. Cool. Uh Wikipedia um, says yes. But geez, like Charlotte Flair can now go down to NXT and elevate more women up to be able to move to the main roster. See, that was about to be my question. Do you think that elevates NXT to the same level of like Raw and SmackDown, or do you think that it doesn't lower, lower Charlotte Charlotte's stock at all? Stock? It elevates the title to the women's titles in on Raw and SmackDown. Like, I don't want to say it at. I don't want to say it would add more legitimacy to it because I feel like that would yeah. almost be a disrespect mm-hmm. to it from what you said before about NXT. Uh, but I think that having someone like her, Ric Flair's daughter, go from there to main roster, back there, it almost in. You almost don't want to say she went yeah, back I mean, down. Technically, NXT you know what I mean? really is uh, more of the B show. Like, I mean, SmackDown is less than stellar. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, NXT has a little bit more compelling um, wrestlers and stuff like that. Or not wrestlers, but storylines um, than what Raw yeah. or SmackDown ever has. I mean, Raw is technically the baby and everything. But... Let's be honest, like, 
there's way more exciting people down in NXT. Um, there's a lot of things that are fresh down in NXT. And I mean, we won't get into that if they if there's a uh, and there should be a um, NXT uh, takeover show that happens. Um, we'll go and have a show on that too. Uh huh. And then you'll we'll we'll I'll explain a for sure more like with uh what's his name Johnny Gargano and uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Uh-huh. Uh, those two that feud that feud is. I think it's a five-year-long feud, honestly. Well, from what I I read, I read about a little bit of that when the Rona hit and it canceled that event because I was, for the record, everybody, this is probably the most planning I've ever done into a, a wrestling show. podcast of fighting <laughs> words. I was, I was planning this for like two months. Uh, all my plans went to hell. There were supposed to be three of us. There are two of us. <laughs> there was supposed yeah. to be a pre-show. That didn't happen. <laughs> so we got the post-show. We're getting about a third of what I actually planned. <laughs> so I did my homework on all of that, knowing that there was going to be an NXT takeover. And then when they canceled that, I also read that they were taking those matches and putting them in like actual mainline NXT so they're not wasted or waiting forever. So if you want, when those play out, yeah. you're more than welcome to talk about them. <laughs> like, I don't care if you want to come on, like, say that stuff happens next week or the week after. If you want to come on and talk about that for an hour and a half, I don't yeah, care. Yeah. I am down. Yeah. I still have the notes about that stuff. So Always. it's all good. But, but to my point, and then we'll go on to the next match. I know that they've since Survivor Series when we talked a lot about like takeover and NXT and all of that. It almost and correct me if I'm wrong. The, since November, it sounds like they've been bringing up NXT I to mean, make it. Been they've been doing that slowly but surely and, for a long time. Well, at least by that I mean like at least in the yeah main audience wise and I think them putting a huge WWE star like Charlotte back in there who if you include her NXT title I looked this up earlier is like now a 12 time champion I don't even want to get into that because like, those championships are just bullshit or <laughs> passing a, she's just passing a title between like two <laughs> other people it's like well what the fuck was the point why, why do you like, want to get so close to what your dad had, uh-huh. and her dad had 16 titles, but over a course of, like, 30 years. That just sounds well, like you lost 17 yeah, times, but though. But still, <laughs> like, he's the most, well, I'm not going to say he's the most decorated uh, wrestler, because that would go to um, that would go to Ultimo Dragon, who had 10 titles that he defended on the regular. Yeah, there's a picture. Remind uh-huh. me to send you that picture. I think I've heard that picture. Yeah. I think you might have. But ultimately, the point of that, because we've been talking course. about this forever and I've gone way off topic. Because <laughs> um, that's what happens around here. You, better. you all know that by now. You expect it. Exactly. It's, it's part of the charm, honestly. But <laughs> I think 
them adding her, mm-hmm. which is now, like I said, a 12-time champ, is the final brick of of like legitimacy yeah. to it. You know what I mean? That it's like, okay, it's not just the up-and-comers. It's we're putting on this product that we're making equal to Raw yeah, and SmackDown. Exactly. But I mean... Gotcha. Oh, yeah, it's a very good thing. And I think that's a good thing. Like, it's it's better than what you think it is. Like, like I just I just want to see some of the crazy stuff that, that can go down there. Like, I mean, you've got Bianca Blair, uh, yeah, Bianca Blair mm-hmm. down there. Um, and that's a ready-made feud right there. Like, they, they've, they've already, they've sowed the seeds of that feud uh, back when it was, um, she went down there, I think she wrestled Bianca. Uh, I do believe so. Um, mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be, I, I always thought it was supposed to be a triple threat. Like for WrestleMania, I thought it was going to be a triple threat with those uh, those women, and that would have been fun. But that should have honestly been. That's another. Hey, it would have been a triple threat if there was a crowd and there would have been a, a huge amount of people. Uh, bro, yeah. I'm pretty sure if that crowd was there, they would have booed the shit out of Charlotte. I mean. From yeah, what I know, exactly. that's what happens anyway. <laughs> I mean, not, next there's match. literally not much to, to talk about this Black match. Alistair Black versus, versus Bobby Lashley. Um, basically, it was. Uh-huh. It says it's seven minutes, bro. It didn't feel like seven minutes. It felt like two. Uh, it was. It it was so quick. <laughs> like so, Alistair. Um, uh, it was Lashley was, you know, roughing up Alistair because I. Uh, Bobby Lashley, obviously MMA, he can go through and uh, kind of, you know, yes. ragdoll a lot of people. But Aleister Black is not. A couple years ago, should have fought for the Bellator MMA like heavyweight right. title. Well, but that's neither here nor there. That one. <laughs> um, but yeah, it came when uh, Lana was to yelling to Lashley to go um, give Aleister the spear, and. Um, he was about uh-huh. to, because he was about to pick him up for the running power slam. And what happened was he went to go to give the spear, and then Alistair caught him with this move called the Black Mass, which is, uh, uh, I guess you'd say a high angle spin kick, uh, and just knocked the Bobby Lashley okay. out and got the three. Bro, I can't believe. Yeah, it's like seven minutes. So there wasn't much to it. I swear, I, I swear, it didn't feel like seven minutes. Okay. Yep. So we're just gonna move on to the next one then. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler versus Otis. Apparently, there's a lot more backstory to this a than, large than I knew of. Backstory. This shit went all the way back to. I almost want to say January. And it's just a long, this long ass story. Jesus. And it's still. If I feel like this story is, is still not over. Like there's more to tell in this story. It is, but like, is that I don't a good thing? Heavy machinery to break up over this. Like they don't have enough tag teams. They don't have enough competent tag teams. So why the fuck would you go through and break up a tag team? Like it's it just it pisses me off to no end. I mean, are they going to break them up? Because over that? Tucker is going to be jealous of Otis because uh, Mandy Rose and Mandy Rose is pretty. She's very pretty. Um, and I didn't. I don't want to say what I was going to say. 
Yes, she's very pretty. Can confirm. Um, however, Sonya Deville, I like actually. I really don't like blondes like that. Uh, Sonya Deville is really pretty as well. Um, I don't know if you wanted to Google her as well, but uh, she has some nice. Uh, wow. No, she looks like qualities. Uh, she looks this picture <laughs> on um on Wikipedia. She looks like Diana Perazzo. That's really weird. I wasn't expecting that. Um. <laughs> uh, but, so, uh, okay, so this match. Otis, Ziggles, they were, uh, Ziggler, I call him. Yeah, because. Did you say Ziggles? It's easy, like, just, you know. <laughs> I mean, Ziggles does sound like a sexual move, but that's neither here nor there. That's hilarious. Oh, well, that's not where go. I was oh, going with that at all, either. Um, <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> Your head's always uh, there. Yeah. Um, we both know that. Shit. Uh, so Sonya was trying to uh, distract Otis, and then uh, Mandy Rose came down and gave Sonya a badass slap. And I don't know if uh, Mandy was supposed to slap Sonya as hard because I don't think Sonya was prepared because I think she like probably caught her in the uh, behind the ear with that slap. So she kind of she kind of went down, and I was like, "Oh, yeah!" I was like, "Oh shit!" Rung her bell oh, a damn. little bit, like because you heard that. I mean, obviously, there's no body in the arena, so you're definitely gonna hear it. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you can hear Otis, everything um, at that point. Otis has this thing called the caterpillar that he does as a finisher. It's yeah, um, uh, Scotty Tuhati, the uh, wrestler from Too Cool back in the day, had uh, the worm. Which you you know how you do the worm maneuver in dancing. So Otis is like two, yes. almost three hundred pounds, and he does a worm. Yeah, again, he I googled that. him it's called just now. He big boy, and he does it, and then gives you a giant elbow drop. Yeah, it's really nuts. The first time I saw Jesus. it, I was like, "Holy shit! What the fuck is going on?" Like, athletically, like he's definitely athletically gifted and everything. Uh, but yeah, it seems like it was a nice little package. Uh-huh. Uh, package. It was a nice little bow on a package um, from everything. Like Otis gets the girl, he gets the kiss, and everything else like that. And I was like, oh man, you know what? I'm happy. That actually, that was a feel good moment. We all, yeah, yeah, we all needed. A I was gonna say a little moment, like heartwarming. And, and then I made an off color joke on Twitter about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, at um, <laughs> did you really? Uh shit. It was um a podcast that I listened to, Wrestling Soup. Um I sent a message uh Uh-huh. He uh he uh, one of the co uh co hosts he had a picture of the gif of them kissing and everything and I sent a I sent a very uh off color joke. <laughs> uh yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have um, to look this up. <laughs> but so it was kind of like a little heartwarming moment of like, yeah, like a match I mean, of like who gets the girl type like, of thing. It was all like miss. I like um, Mandy was gonna go out with Otis and everything, but then Sonya was being uh, a heel and deleted the messages to Otis. So when Otis, uh-huh. when Otis went to because Otis oh, thought damn. Mandy was gonna run late and everything, um, but. Mandy was there waiting for him, and then Dolph showed up, 
and then they were talking and stuff, and Otis thought something else happened, and he was particularly sad. It sounds like almost like Basically, a 90s yeah. storyline to it. Gotcha. Although 90s storyline yeah, well, probably consisted of a hotel room. Yeah, we'll not go into hotel rooms and bullshit. <laughs> no, they haven't come, come a long way. Since nobody then, huh? wanted to go to a hotel because probably none of them were open. Or, I mean, they're open. They're just like you can't, <laughs> you know, you know, stuff. <laughs> so the next match, Edge versus Randy so Orton in a last man standing match. And why the hell was this so 37 minutes long? Center. I mean, it's a last man standing match. Like you're going to go through and it was really cool because you got a chance to see some of the inner workings, uh, not inner work. Well, I guess you would say the inner workings of the, uh, of the, um, yeah, the PC. Performance uh, center. However, I I thought it was fun. Uh, a lot of uh, fun stuff happened between them. Um, they beat the shit out mm-hmm. of each other. And I know there's a huge history between the two. Nine Edge years. hasn't wrestled in a long time because neck injury. Yeah, that everyone thought he was retired from. And yeah, but he's it, back. Fortunately. And yeah, fortunately, I like reignited this because um, a you know Edge, you know he had neck fusion surgery, so him wrestling Randy Orton, who is a veteran at this point, was a good thing. Like they, it wasn't a lot of you know crazy off the wall stuff happening between each other. Exactly, and they also know each so, other real well. Personally, I thought it was a fun match. Um, like there was, I thought somebody, well, Edge climbed onto a ladder and gave, uh, Randy an elbow drop from on top of this ridiculously tall ladder. Um, that was fun. And then there was like the end of the match. Yo, they were on top of a, uh, a trailer for like a, um, like a 18 wheeler trailer. Yeah. It was nuts. Like a semi. uh, It was a uh, concerto, which is um, a concerto basically like they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, I assume a chair is involved. uh, Edge and Christian, they invented it where they take a chair and they take uh, each person has a chair and like you're standing in front of them or uh, between them and then they just collapse the chairs on your head. Uh huh. Yeah, it's a concerto. Oh, damn. Yeah, it's pretty bonkers. Oh damn! So, uh, <laughs> you know, fast forward to the end. I mean, it's that's a lot of Gaga, I guess. Oh shit! I hope you didn't hear that. I dropped my knife. I was, uh... oops. I definitely heard okay. it. I'm just not <laughs> editing it out. I don't yeah, care. I um, I was messing around with my knife and I dropped <laughs> it. I almost dropped it on my toe. Um, yeah, because I would have. I would have had to had to edit that out uh, a lot. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was nuts. Like last man standing, like if you don't know, uh takes you uh referees give you a standing ten count. Like if you're not up by ten, like you lose and everything. But he basically uh Okay. Randy was going to um uh, hit Edge with the chair and Edge speared him. Uh Edge set the one chair under Randy's head and Edge had the other chair and then he thought about it for a second. 
raised it up and bopped him on the head. And the ref gave a standing 10 count. And there you go. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't want to yeah. get up after getting smacked in the head with yeah, a chair. I, I kind of want to know the secret to that. I mean, I know that'll. I know that'll it do that. make, you make it seem like you hit the chair or you hit the person's head, but I'm pretty sure you don't. I don't want to know the secret to that. No. You fuck that up, yeah, and I'm I get not, hit in the head I with a chair. Somebody, no, <laughs> nobody wants to take an intentional headshot uh, with a damn chair. I mean, that's CTE waiting to happen, bro. Bro, like, there's a lot of, like, CTE waiting to happen shit. And with the stuff I've done, I'm probably yeah, exactly. borderline. I don't need a chair. <laughs> but, yeah, so... Really long yeah, match. Yeah, I mean, it's a last man standing match. Really fun. It's always going to be, like, fun where they go to different places in the area. I mean, honestly, kind of wish they could have went outside um, and did stuff, but let's not muddle the mixture too much. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. Next match. So, we'll just move on to the next one, then. The Street Profits versus... Angel Garza and Austin Theory mm-hmm. for the Raw Tag Team Championship, Eggs, yep, which was, was an actual tag team match. It was apparently. fun. I mean, I, <laughs> I actually, unfortunately, I had to go to the bathroom, and I missed the uh, very end of the match. <laughs> I saw the win that Street Profits uh, got. I just didn't see what uh-huh. happened afterwards, which was uh, Selena Vega gets into the ring. And it's jaw jacking, and then Bianca Belair she comes out, and I uh, think she attacks Selena Vega. Uh, yeah. So gotcha. I, I only saw pictures. I was like, oh, I didn't know Bianca was there. Wait, what? What did I miss? So I'm not gonna go back and actually. I'm not gonna go back and actually watch all this and everything. I kind of wish. Yes, I mean I you probably could probably could. find it on YouTube. However, I'm not going to look too hard. Um, I kind of wish, like, yeah. for something like this, it'd be the perfect way for for WWE to actually have timestamps. Like, to have times, like, if you want to go back and see a, a match, <laughs> like, you, they have the times and everything, you know, from entrance to bell um, and everything. They should have, like, a timestamp. So, yeah. from here's where this match starts. And then you go and click on that, like just on YouTube, where you can timestamp stuff. And then there you go. You know, you go exactly to that match. I'm I'm sure you can find an archived video that has some timestamps there. Not going to say how I know this, yeah. but you, yeah. 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 I mean, you can find, <laughs> you can find it. it. Reddit is a thing. Reddit's a thing. A lot more. (laughs) Something that I avoid using, like the plague. I, it's rough. But that makes sense. That's neither here nor there. Yeah, we could talk about that later. (laughs) Um. So the next match, which is Bailey versus Sasha Banks, Naomi, Lacey Evans, and Tamina in a fatal five-way elimination match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, all right. Holy we'll, hell, we'll that's a mouthful. Through, uh, here's how it... 
It's yeah, like right fuck a CDC guideline of ten. People. There's five right there, and then with the cameramen <laughs> and uh, well, the cameramen that are around the announcers ring, that just is automatically ten right there. Oh yeah, the referee. I forgot all about that. Referee. <laughs> like, all right. I mean, it is the it. it so match, okay, the it match. Is what it is. Jokes uh, aside, with that one, uh, the the match order of elimination uh-huh. was Tamina got eliminated first, followed by Naomi, Sasha, and then Lacey lost um, to uh, Bailey. So it was um, everybody ganged okay. up on Tamina because she's the heavy of the uh, women that were there. And then, yeah. Uh, Makes sense. Naomi got Yeah. Get I the mean, big girl out of, first. In and out of this match. Well, I'm, it's not that I, I didn't, it's not that I didn't <laughs> care because I kind of felt like it was going to be Sasha and Bailey uh, wrestling for the title. Which it didn't happen because uh-huh. um, Sasha got knocked out with Lacey when Lacey hit her with the women's right and got the pin. And then it was Lacey versus Bailey. Uh, and then they wrestled and stuff like that. It was, uh, and then the end of the match came where Sasha came in. Uh, distracted. Uh, Bailey distracted a ref. Sasha came in, hit the uh, back, uh, the lung blower, and then Bailey got the pin. One, two, three. So they're sowing. They're sowing seeds of okay. uh, deceit between both Bailey and Sasha. So eventually, they're gonna wrestle for the fifth, uh, sixth time. Which now. Do you think they just didn't do that because I mean, yeah, no live crowd? Yes, but I mean, it would have been a pop. It would have been a pop regardless. Save uh, the biggest moment. It was a live crowd because the way it, it was leading up to the end and everything. So. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, so the next match, the Fiend Bray Wyatt versus John Cena. In a Firefly Funhouse match. This, <laughs> it was... Alright, so... I did some accidental research um, on this. I... Um, I was on Twitter today, and um, one of the guys that I follow has... Uh, he shared something from the... Reddit's uh or from Reddit from Squared Circle. Uh, SquaredCircle.com is you know Squared Circle, right? That website. I mean is it the one from uh Maybe. that's run by the same people who do MMA fighting? Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah. Cage Actually side no, that's that. Cage yeah, Side that one's that. that does that. Um but yeah. so um Bray Wyatt. But I know so, what you're talking about. It, this was another cinematic match, um, especially. Yeah, um, so John Cena. I would assume so by the name. Uh, Bray Wyatt to the Firefly Funhouse. And. Oh, one thing about John Cena from that that I saw on Twitter, by the way. Did they really call him Johnny, Johnny Largemeat? Johnny Largemeat. In that? 
like uh, like make a dick joke in there? Maybe or I big meat or something that. like that. Like I saw, I saw a bunch of people talking about it on Twitter. They were like, like they made a, a penis oh, joke I mean, with John Cena. I was like, what? I must have missed that. Damn! I would have laughed my ass off on that one. Hold on, let me look it up. Exactly oh, yeah, what they definitely. said on that. Uh, it but go ahead and explain the match, match. while doing this. Um, it was just um, Bray Wyatt showing off John Cena in different various inclinations and showing off like different parts of history when it came down to um, what John Cena was and everything. So basically, like uh, uh-huh. John Cena enters the Firefly Funhouse and he is. Um, Johnny Large Meat. It was Johnny Large Meat. Huh. I don't know. I have no idea. I definitely must have. I definitely missed that. <laughs> what? That's a fucking. Oh, man. Yeah. I, well, yeah. That's a dick uh, joke right there. Let's see. So Bray Wyatt goes through and explains to John about how he first started and everything. And uh, John Cena is actually back in. Uh, I think it was the exact uh, the exact gear that he had when he first when he first met um, Kurt Angle for the first time in the Ruthless Aggression era, uh, and from there they fast forward okay. to uh, Bray Wyatt acting like Eric Bischoff, wearing the wrong colored T-shirt. He was wearing an NWO Wolfpack shirt while. John Cena was coming out with the regular NWO black and white, and he had the big gold belt with uh, the NWO painted on it, which they were trying to say that John Cena was like uh, Hulk Hogan and everything, where he was the biggest thing around. Mm -hmm. He couldn't lose and stuff like that. Um, Then they went to they they went to John Cena as the doctor of thugonomics, which that was where he was yeah I know Dr. Thugonomics yeah. all too well. And they did that rapping. for a little bit, and then they brought John Cena back to the present. Yeah. And John tries to fight Bray, and John jumps on Bray and starts punching him, and then all of a sudden Bray turns into Huskus, the, uh, the pig puppet and everything. And then the Fiend comes out of nowhere, uh, puts the sister Abigail on... Um, on John Cena, and then Bray counts the pin, one, two, three, and then it's like, well, what just happened? You know, was this a match? Was this not a match? But yeah, it was clearly a match. Uh, Bray Wyatt wins, beats John Cena. So, having said that, uh-huh. with all the stuff that was going on, how um, um, how they were, how Bray Wyatt was showing off how John Cena was, how he came to be, what he became as like the John Cena, the prototype to the Doctor of Thugonomics, to John Cena, the Superman, to uh, John Cena of present. Pretty much from like yeah, basically prospect contender um, so, to legend type. Of like thing. I said, um, I did a little bit of research and I found. Well, I didn't do research; it just popped up and it. It actually made a hell of a lot of sense if you think about it. 
Well, just, just uh, say research. Okay. It sound, well, say sounds research better. It sounds like you clean. I'm, I'm bullshitting. Um, <laughs> so this comes from Twisted Chi uh, from the R Squared Circle on Reddit. Um, somebody retweeted it or they copied it okay. and everything. So if this is word for word. Bray Wyatt is fixing all the opponents he's beaten, taking their characters that are fake and weak and reverting them to who they really were. He made Finn turn back to his prince form. Seth turned to his heel, opportunistic, self-serving personality, made The Miz his true egotistical character, and Daniel Bryan to his babyface indie wrestler self. The only one he couldn't beat was a man whose character has never really changed and has never varied off of his Goldberg persona. That's the weakness of the Fiend and Bray. If you have no faults or doubts in your identity, he can't win. He preys on those weaknesses. That's word for word quoted by Twisted Chi. I will say this. I I understand that this is all That's a, super interesting. Yeah, it's all a, a kayfabe and what have you. However, but the way that it's structured, uh-huh. the way he's uh, or they have gone through and said, it's like, holy shit, that makes so much sense. He's beaten everybody except Goldberg because Goldberg has never, Goldberg has always been Goldberg. Everybody who he's wrestled from then all the way up until where Goldberg was always had like multiple gimmicks. Goldberg was just Goldberg. The man who just went through, speared the shit out of somebody, picked him up yeah. for the jackhammer. One, two, three. <clears throat> so. Who? Now, just just do that to Brock. He can't win. <laughs> like Bray Wyatt. Brock's just never do that changed to Brock his character. <laughs> I mean, like, you could go from him in the early 2000s to him in the UFC. Yeah, I guess that's true. To him now. Because oh, him yeah. in the UFC is a yeah, very I dark time. Like Brock Lesnar. At least for me. <laughs> I hate Brock Lesnar. <laughs> He's a yeah. shit show when it comes yeah, to I mean, all martial he... arts. Jeez. Oh, yeah, tomato he... face. Fuck. He does turn red really quickly. <laughs> he turns red and purple really quickly. You know why he turns red? <laughs> Steroids. <laughs> Speaking of the tomato-faced fuck, let's move on to the main event. Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre I mean, for the WWE really Championship. As well. I mean, Brock hit Drew with a couple of uh, German... Well, he hit him with a, two German suplexes and I think three F5s. And then Drew hit him with four Claymore kicks for the win. <laughs> Good fuck that tomato faced fuck. Oh man. <laughs> but so oh, I yeah, guess definitely. this is kind of I the mean, thing Drew everyone McIntyre, wanted to have. Like I didn't think they were gonna uh give it to Drew and have him wrestle again for it during SummerSlam, but I don't know. I guess it is what it is. I don't Uh huh. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, anytime Brock Lesnar's not a champion, <laughs> yeah, well, sounds like a win to me. Fuck, I like that. <laughs> oh, the, that's <laughs> hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
By the way, everyone, you can tell I hate Brock Lesnar. Well, Just saying. Uh, you know what? I wouldn't really say really that is. because Brock, like, if Brock likes you, he he likes you and everything, and he wants to, you know, like he always likes working against like smaller guys because it's always fun for him or for them to bounce off of him and he to, you know, throw him around and stuff. And it's all well and good, uh-huh. but at the end of the day, you don't want to just kill somebody's character, i.e. Ricochet. Like he done like what the fuck is Ricochet gonna do? Ricochet's dead in the order. And that guy has talent oozing out of his pores like sweat. Like, let's just get Alistair Overeem oh, to the WWE and hit him in the diverticulitis. <laughs> Fuck. That is, <laughs> Watch that, is that UFC fight, everybody. It was great. <laughs> he punched him in the diverticulitis. That's exactly what happened, too, by the way. It's what happened with Cain Velasquez uh, also, I mean, he just where he took the belt the, from uh, The gut? <laughs> it was great. Oh. Oh. Well, that's what Overeem did, but God. Kane ground and pounded the shit out of out of uh Brock. Okay. Cool. It was amazing. I'll find those two fights and text them to you. But overall, uh would you say that um night one or night two was better? I like I like night two over night one. Or were they about the I same? I like the I like the Boneyard match, but like night two just had more you know, fun stuff. Uh-huh. Like I, I enjoyed the Ed Randy Orton, uh, the Otis and Dolph Ziggler match. I like that. That just was a nice little complete that storyline. Yeah, it was your feel good moment. And then it was the, your feel good moment and uh, John Cena match. That was just funny. You know, getting a chance to see uh, John Cena come out. All right, so and back in the day, uh, SmackDown used to have this giant fist breaking through glass uh, and everything uh, as they're set. So for some odd reason, uh-huh. they found that giant fist and like every time Cena was, cause he used to be on SmackDown a lot. Uh, every time they had Cena coming out and stuff like that, it was yeah. like Cena in his new get up or whatever with the giant fist behind him. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, the tomato face fuck yeah. lost. So, it's all good. <laughs> uh, but overall, what was also your favorite match? Uh, can I say I don't have a favorite match? Because I, I, I like everything was everything was what it was. Yeah, that's fine. Like it, it's more, our crowd would have made certain matches elevate higher than what all the other matches elevated to. But uh, grade wise, I give yeah. this a solid B. Gotcha. I was about I was about to ask you, uh, other than the fact of the historic no crowd mm-hmm. and two night event for obvious pandemic reasons, do you think that this is a WrestleMania that will be remembered as like good? Had a lot of like yes, there's only memorable moments that would be remembered like by everybody. Well, four. Now that I think about it, um, it will. Well, five. Let, let, yeah, it is a good thing. But I mean, thing. even I that mean, is still a good thing. A lot of stuff is kind of forgettable, but I mean, like uh, the triple threat ladder match, that'll definitely be remembered. Um, Undertaker. 
Yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, out of 18 uh, matches, uh, not all of them can be memorable. Firefly. Funhouse, definitely. Drew McIntyre defeating Brock Lesnar. Definitely remember. And then Edge and Randy Orton. Like, yeah, yeah. all those are in no so, particular order, obviously, but all those, all five of those matches will be remembered. Okay, so it sounds like that throughout all yeah, these circumstances, I mean, had, they made they a they successful card no matter what. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And before I get you to plug all your stuff, uh, I just looked it up, by the way. This Wednesday, oh, okay. NXT is doing what they're just calling NXT TakeOver, where they're doing the show, and they're just adding the TakeOver matches. So if you want, we can talk about that next week. I'm down. Yeah. I have the, I have the uh, papers for it, the notes. You'll probably watch yeah. it. And it sounds like you yeah, had a well, lot definitely. of hype behind I'll it earlier. Be, uh... So let's do it. Plus, I got to have an episode to break oh, down yeah. UFC 249 anyway. Because <laughs> that's a thing now. Yeah, sure. Thank God. Although it's not Khabib, which is sad. All right. So, but, uh, all right, Jamie. So plug your stuff. For you me. can catch me. Um, doing commentary whenever we're allowed to do commentary for Delta Wrestling Alliance. Uh, you can check them out at Delta YouTube.com slash Delta Wrestling Alliance. Um, or you can join their fan club, um, which I can copy and paste. I'm like, I'm literally uh, sending it to you send, right now. Yeah, send me that. Yeah. Okay, cool. And that'll be in the show notes, everybody. So if if yep. you like wrestling, if you like exactly. hearing Jamie run his mouth, join in on that. And I mean if you've listened for this long, an hour and a half into this. Yeah, oh, and you can also follow You probably me on like Twitter, hearing him run his um, mouth. At uh at Sir Dr. JC Sterling Twitter.com. I usually don't. I usually don't plug my Twitter, but I guess this is a good time to uh, plug it. Yeah. Just oh, Jesus. And plug all of it, Jamie. Plug all the holes. Yeah. <laughs> Had to. <laughs> so, and again, all of that stuff will be in the description, yep. show notes, all of that. You you guys know where to find it. So you know where to find that. Yeah, now man. you know where to find Jamie. Jamie, thanks for coming on. And that was my hour and a half long conversation with Jamie about WrestleMania 36. It was a lot of fun to talk to him. I hope you all enjoyed it. And you must have if you made it this far in. So thank you all for coming and listening to this. He will probably be back next week to talk about TakeOver. And that's everything for now. Thanks for listening. You can find the podcast at anchor.fm slash fighting dash words or on all podcast services. On Twitter, at FightWordsPod, my personal Twitter, at Nightwing593, you can support the podcast with a monthly donation of $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99 a month, and that would get you producer credits in the show notes by going to anchor.fm slash fighting-words. Until next time, I'm Tommy, and these are Fighting Words.